I'm Brendan Francis Noonan. I'm Rico Galliano. And ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that we have been named two of Food & Wine magazine's big thinkers under 40. Thanks in part to you. You like, laugh when you say that. It was a surprise. It, it's an honor. And an honor. Yeah. The success of this podcast and the novelty of creating a show expressly for dinner parties is the real reason they give us this honor. But here's one thing we big thinkers didn't think of when we started our show, which is how to pay for it. Thankfully, though, some other big thinkers at our company did. Uh, to donate and support the show, text the word RADIO to 25383. The $10 charge will appear on your mobile bill. Additional message and data rates may apply. Yes, please give so we can pay back our company for bribing food and wine. Now, on with the show. Here's your icebreaker. Uh, here's a joke you might enjoy. Uh, it goes a little something like this. <clears throat> Guy goes into a doctor's office. He's got hemorrhoids. He's in agony. And so the doctor writes him a prescription for suppositories. The doctor says, take these once a day for a week and then come back and let me know how you are. The guy goes and gets a prescription, and then a week later goes back to the doctor and he says, Doc, it is worse than ever. I've taken all of these pills, and they haven't done anything. And the doctor says, hold on a second. You're not swallowing these suppositories, are you? And the guy goes, no, I'm shoving them up my I'm Rico Galliano. I'm Brendan Francis Noonan. And from American Public Media, this is the Dinner Party Download, the show that helps you win your next dinner party. Our icebreaker this week came from the Internet's favorite comedian, Paul F. Tompkins. We'll be speaking with him later. Plus, you'll hear about cults, Congress's battle royale, and tennis. But first, as with any dinner party, let's start with small talk. All week long, you've been hearing this. In Chile, 33 trapped miners will soon begin making their way to the surface. A federal judge ordered a stop to the military's don't ask, don't tell policy. The six-month halt to deep water oil drilling is lifted. Now for something you haven't heard, we turn to Mo Tasik. She's a staff writer and blogger for the Washington City Paper in Washington, D.C. Mo, what story are you going to be talking about at your dinner parties this weekend? Well, uh, in next month's Vanity Fair, there's a story about two that got taken in by a cult that ended up seizing about $150 million of their fortune. Ah, wait, they, the Goldman Sachs cult? <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of funny. It's um, Sarah and Claire Bronfman, the heirs to the Seagram's liquor fortune, started attending these self-improvement classes that was put on by this kind of shadowy outfit called Nexium. And they ended up ceding their trusts to this cult. The thing is, we've heard this story so many times. Rich people fall for cult leaders. Well, right. Once you've made a certain amount of cash, just do not talk to people with long hair and dead freaky eyes. <laughs> How hard is that? Actually, it's not the first time a Bronfman has been taken in by a cult leader slash guru really? um, in the 70s. A Bronfman, I think an aunt of these girls, was giving money to a cult leader named Ira Einhorn. I think it's a pact they made with the devil. If you're making all your money off liquor, basically, <laughs> there's got to be some karmic settling that needs to happen. I think maybe you're being a little hard on, on whiskey. <laughs> That's true, especially since this segment is about to be followed by a cocktail segment. Uh, Mo Tasik, thanks for speaking with us. Thanks. And now, as promised, time for cocktails. Once again, we tell you something that happened in history, then give you a fitting drink to serve along with it. It's like history's a dog on jet skis, surfing on a lake of booze. 
History is just <laughs> absurd sometimes. Doing little history stunts. Uh, first, we'll tell you the history. Midterm elections are coming up, and if you think there's partisan bickering now, wait till you hear the tale of Congressman Preston Brooks and Charles Sumner. Our friend Michelle Phillippes here with the story. The first battle of the Civil War was fought in the U.S. Senate. It was May 1856, and Massachusetts Senator Charles Sumner rose to deliver a speech against slavery. It took two days, during which he outraged most of the slave-owning South, particularly South Carolina. He accused the state of, quote, shameful imbecility and mocked at Senator Stutter. South Carolina Representative Preston Brooks wasn't a big fan of Sumner's speech, especially because that stuttering senator was his cousin. The disrespect had to be avenged. Two days later, while Sumner sat in the Senate chamber writing letters, Brooks walked up and beat him over the head with a thick wooden cane. Brooks kept at it until Sumner blacked out and the cane broke. Later, Brooks' admirers sent him replacement canes, one inscribed with the phrase, hit him again. Brooks got fined 300 bucks for the assault. He was reelected the next term. Sumner took three years to recover, and when he returned to Congress, Brooks had died. They wouldn't have had to serve long together, though. Five years after the beating, the actual Civil War began. That was the history lesson. Now it's time for the booze. I'm on the line with Jackson Cannon. He is the bar manager at Eastern Standard in Boston. Jackson, you heard the history. What cocktail does that inspire you to make? Well, it's tough to make light of probably the most diabolical act of violence in Senate history, but... um, (laughs) This was not a softball. So I wanted to make a cocktail that uh, kind of segued from that to the positive side. So I came up with the abolitionists old-fashioned. Okay. And base it on rum, which there's a long New England tradition of imbibing, Mm -hmm. using hurricane rum, uh, a brand that's made on Nantucket today. And so that Um, hurricane is not a pun on the cane that uh, Brooks used to beat Sumner. I thought you might go there, but yeah, no, I hadn't intended it, but there we are. Okay, we're here. Yes, first we take uh, a sugar cube Mm -hmm. and soak that with Angostura bitters and then our house-made orange bitters. Use a touch of charged water to break that sugar cube up, and we use a muddler to do that. What what is charged water? Uh, Soda water. Oh, okay. That sounds cooler than soda. It does, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Just a dash of that, and then we mount a couple ounces of that hurricane rum over it. Mm-hmm. I'll float an orange liquor Napoleon over the top. Then we just put a little orange twist and enjoy. It's very simple. And it's uh, beaten, not stirred. So, Brendan, it occurred to me that that history bodes well for the Connecticut Senate candidate Linda McMahon. Oh, yeah, because she's the uh, the She used to run World Wrestling (laughs) Entertainment. That's right. If she wins, she can put the health care bill in a triple suplex. (laughs) Free steroids for everyone. (laughs) Body slam socialists. Ladies and gentlemen, show us your moves at our website, dinnerpartydownload.org. Our guest of honor this week is Paul F. Tompkins, amongst his many... <laughs> You're laughing. You, you like being called a guest of honor? Guest of honor, yes. <laughs> I didn't realize it was. Uh, I was so exalted. Well, you are today. Uh, King Paul F. Tompkins, Esquire. <laughs> Among many other things, he was a co-star on the cult sketch show, Mr. Show. He's a famed comic, and he stars in the new video for indie rock stars Ted Leo and the Pharmacists. Here is a clip. Let me ask you a question, Ted. Do you wish your music to be immortal? Yes. Yes. Yes, you do. 
then why are you releasing it on vinyl, compressed globs of goo that nobody cares about except people whose apartments smell? <laughs> and if that wasn't enough, you recently launched uh, a new podcast. What's it called? It is called the Pod F Tompcast. You've kind of built your career by appearing on podcasts, both your own and others. That's not traditionally how it's done. Why use podcasts? Well, because it's it's a useful tool to spread your own personal gospel, you know. And what I love about the podcast is it's a shareable thing. You know, if it's free, you can pass it on to other people in a way that I sanction. <laughs> rather than just rather than just bit torrenting my CDs, which I'm not a huge fan of, but uh, I'm just a small fan though. I'm a tiny fan of that. It's all right. I, yeah, I'm a bigger fan of the things that are meant to be free, <laughs> being free. But uh, I, I want to reach as many people as possible, and I, I think podcasts are an excellent way to do that. All right. On our show, we always ask uh, two questions. The first question is, if we were to be seated next to you at a dinner party, what question should we not ask you? Oh, God. I, I would say, for Americans, don't make the first question, what do you do? That's only an American thing. And in like in the UK, it is unthinkable that that would be the question you would ask someone as soon as you meet them because they still have the remnants of the class system, you know, that that's a rude thing. And what if you found out they were a farmer? Well, the worst possible answer. <laughs> but here it is. I will say this. This is a this is a part B. Don't ask me what I do right away. If you do ask me what I do and I tell you, please don't ask me to tell you a joke. You mean like I did earlier so we'd have a joke at the beginning of the show? Yes, but we had agreed that was our, that was the reason we were getting together. Hopefully the dinner party is not so I can tell people jokes. <laughs> what? Okay, question number two is sort of the converse. Tell us something we don't know that you think would be dazzling at a dinner party. Oh, dazzling? Dazzling. I was all fine until you mentioned that it had to be dazzling. <laughs> it has to dazzle. I will, I will tell you this. I have been a licensed driver for uh, less than a week. I just, what? At the age of 41, I just got my driver's license. In Los Angeles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long have you lived here? Oh, since 1994. For those who don't know, it's not like L.A. has a great public transportation system. Was this because you, you're anti-car? It's totally fear. It was just like a, a block. Then I moved to New York for a year for a job riding the subway just like everybody else. When I came back to Los Angeles, I realized I need to have that independence that I had in New York. Yeah, and how, how is it? I absolutely love it. I would say the first round of lessons were really stressful to where I couldn't do anything for the rest of the day when I got home. I was just driving with my shoulders up around my ears, you know, and now I absolutely love it. Uh, I remember when I was an unjaded young lad like yourself. Exactly. I give it two years. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Uh, anything else I should say or do? What, in life? Yes. <laughs> be good to people. Don't take people for granted. Always remember there, but for the grace go I. And try to be patient. I'm really glad I came here today. I'm glad too. Paul F. Tompkins, thanks for talking to us. I love you. Oh, that slipped out. It's amazing that he just started driving. 16 years. <laughs> Crazy. But you know, LA is a great town for beginning drivers because you never drive over five miles an hour. <laughs> because there's That's con true. There's constant gridlock. Plus, no one uses their signals. Forget about mirrors. That's right. <laughs> it's a great place for toddlers to learn to drive. That's right. It's like a bumper car. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's the Dinner Party download for this week. Thanks to Jackson Musker, and we leave you, as always, with One for the Road, a tune to play on your way to or departing from this weekend's Dinner Party. This week, the song is called Marathon, and it's written and performed by the Denver duo Tennis. Bon appétit.
Rico Galliano. And I'm Brendan Francis Noonan. And you know, we've been big thinking. Because that's what we do, apparently. <laughs> With our big heads and our little hands. In no, this it, little room. it occurred to us that you may have forgotten the address where you can text us to donate 10 bucks. You just text the word radio to 25383. Big thanks.